down by the river where the green grass grow when the sun be burning. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You might know the name Tank and the Bangas from NPR. The band won NPR's Tiny Desk Concert Competition with a video that was fun, captivating, and went viral. This week, Tank and the Bangas, a soul group from New Orleans, made a tour stop right here in Detroit for a sold-out show. But before the show... They stopped here at WDET for an in-studio performance. Before we get to that performance, here's WDET's Laura Weber-Davis speaking with lead singer Tank about her art and her artistry. Tank, thank you so much for coming to WDET. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it already. (laughs) So uh, you've been together for a while uh, as a a band. How did you guys sort of get to this? Obviously, we know that NPR launched you into a a different stratosphere uh, with your viral video, especially. Um, but tell me about how before the Tiny Desk concert happens, where are you guys as a band? Before the Tiny Desk happened, we are doing shows in New Orleans and doing shows in New York, driving 21 hours in one car, you know, really just honestly trying to make it and being with the team, which is um, my best friends, just trying to figure out what we're going to do next to, you know, for people to get this music out there. But we've always been trying to tour. We started touring very early and, you know, just always kind of thinking about the next move and really what type of show that we want to put on for people to truly have an experience. So tell me a little bit uh, about your influence as a group. I I imagine that the city of New Orleans seeps into a lot of what you guys do. Um, it's a very influential, rich city and but I think from a Midwesterner's perspective, New Orleans sounds like a specific type of jazz or it sounds like Creole music. But you guys have a, uh, your own style of soul music that you're bringing with spoken word. And so I'm curious how New Orleans influences you guys or what music you're pulling from um, that really got you to your very unique sound that you're with now. The thing that New Orleans influenced me, it would really um, probably have to be the entertainment factor. That they just always entertaining no matter what, no matter what time it is. They're always out in the streets doing something. There's a child tap dancing, somebody standing still, <laughs> dressed in all silver just to make money, pretending to be a statue. You know, um, <laughs> and the and the history is uh, of rich of music. But I was influenced in the rest of my group literally from growing up around more of New Orleans people and not the music. Hmm. Just the way they're always so kind, their hospitality. They'll speak to you if they don't know you. And, and that's what I will hope that our music do that it speaks to you, even if you don't know us, if you don't know it, and that it, it feels familiar to you. Um, that That's what I got from it. And uh, a lot of us, we are all pastors, children, kids, grew up around sweet old church ladies with peppermints in their purses, <laughs> and um, watched a lot of Disney, Nickelodeon, and anime and stuff. So anime, so like, that was a lot of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys all been friends uh-huh. since uh-huh. you were children or <laughs> no okay <laughs> we were all we, we all were friends in our adult life but um you can say that because we all are still everybody in the group feels like 16 17 and 18 you know like still a bunch of uh, of the people that i grew up around you know only just <laughs> a bit more mature in some areas <laughs> but um it, it feels like we've all been 
teenage friends growing up together in this. We definitely are in a sense. It, I think that it's reflected in your music, that sort of uh, feeling that you described of feeling youthful because there is a vulnerability to your lyrics and your music. But it also has an adult sensibility of uh, sort of place within the world. Um, when you come to your lyrics, I, it seems to me like you're coming to them more as a poet than anything. They are very much spoken word, or they, they, that's the way it strikes me. And are you accessing something from from when you were a teenager, or is it more where you are tank today? I think it's a bit of both. Always has a place for people that leave their dreams at the bus stop. Let's get rid of the doubt in your face by replacing your dreams with some stuff you ain't never want chase but in the meantime y'all been running 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 I mean I wrote so much as a as a as a child and as a teenager and I don't know poetry is just so important and special to me it, it loved me before music did I understood poetry and writing way before I understood you know if I could sing well all my sisters could sing and I was the one that really just couldn't that well so and I took to writing uh, easier, and I made more friends writing, too. So. Tell me about finding the melody within your poetry. I used to write some very amateurish poetry <laughs> in a different time, um, but I never heard music set to it. But clearly there is a melody that evolves. as Is it as you're writing or after? When do you after, hear the melody? Yeah, After, definitely. Uh, when I write a poem, I write a poem. You know, this is a poem. That's what I think. This is a poem. When I write a song, okay, this is a song. But lately, as I grow in it, they're starting to merge. That tree has us both by the neck and the wing. And I can't even seem to grab onto the D of my dreams. Man, I just be sitting in class. Like that poem that I wrote about college, that was... The first one I did, um, Trading Wings, a.k.a. Beauty, Beauty School, School Dropout. Dropout. <laughs> <laughs> I like that name. That was I know. Jelly just wrote it. Just, just made sweet. It. I love that song, Beauty School Dropout. <laughs> I like that. I love Grease. Um, but that was just a poem, I, you know, just, just period. And now, just like literally a couple of days ago, we just put some keys to it, and I started singing it and speaking it. Hmm. These days, I'm starting to combine both, and I never thought that was possible. I'm like, the poem is the poem. The song is a song when it's supposed to be written. And what I used to love about poetry so much is that, unlike a rapper, I didn't have to follow a cadence. I just could speak it. Right. But since I have a natural cadence inside of me, I speak it, and that's just how it sounds. I love it. I feel like my poems could be songs. Well, and it seems to me every performance that you give ends up being a little bit different because there are moments where you speak in one performance, but you'll sing it in another performance. You're you, so right. <laughs> do you just allow the moment to dictate what you're going to do? I really do. I really do. No two performances really are the same. Um, none of the, they're never really too much done the same almost, like, especially the poems. I used to be in a poetry slam. I used to slam. And um, you only had three minutes and 10 seconds to do your poem. And so I had to speak it very fast and do it the exact same way every time. So now I feel so free and I take advantage of it. Nothing. I actually saw you guys perform uh, while I was on vacation with my husband in New Orleans and you were performing at a summer festival. Whoa. And when I saw that you were performing, I was like, oh, we got to get there. I don't know where this is. I've never been to this part of the city, but we got to go. And uh, I was so struck by... Well, first of all, the fun atmosphere, obviously. Everybody was having a great time. But something that really struck me from a poetry aspect is most bands, you have a lead singer 
and then you have the band that backs up, but specifically you have backup singers that are reflecting the vocals of the lead singer. But the relationship that you have and the dynamic you have with your backup vocalists um, is so intimate. In the performance, <laughs> it's like two, it's like two or three friends speaking to each other on stage or living in a moment together rather than uh, you singing something and they're, they're aiding you. They are obviously there to support you, but I loved that <laughs> in the poetry there was a built-in girlfriendship. Because, first of all, before you write any of these poems, you didn't already explain to your girlfriends what it's about, what you're going through. You <laughs> right. know, like, we talk so much, and I'm so free with my friends, and they're they're free with me. So when we get on that stage, you know, it's basically like we we going out to eat, and y'all literally, you know, we just gave y'all a seat at the table. <laughs> they 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 know the poems already. Right. They, you know, and, um, and I give my girls a lot of, you know, freedom as to where, you know, they amen to me at certain times because they're like, yeah, I understand it. I remember that girl. It's almost like they're taking the poem that you've written and the sentiment that you've written and reflecting it from their own lives, right? Their own perspective. That's true as well. Sometimes I even have moments where I'm just about to cry because it's just so emotional. Even up there, it don't sound like I will, but at one point I was because I'm literally thinking, man, I was in school and I didn't know what to do. I, I felt like I was trying to fit myself into a limited uh, curriculum. And when I do my song, Roller Coasters, and I say, I've been scared to fly. And Jelly says, fly, fly, fly. I'm scared to fly, 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 fly. I might come down. Like my friend telling me, um, encouraging me, girl, go fly. I'm getting fly, girl. And I'd be like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to cry. Because I didn't write it like that. I wrote, fly. She says, fly, fly, fly. So she, you know, she put her own little adding on it already. So because it's your friends, they're just encouraging your, your story. Your, your story. It's cool. Tears are coming from the thrill of sight. And now you're moving. I am moving as fast as the light. And I am laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing for no damn reason. And I'm. Well, I can't, I can't let you go before I ask what's next in store. I assume that you have. Um, huge books full of poems that you have yet to set to music. <laughs> you right. I have one book that I've been so scared to put out that I wrote because, you know, I don't want the guy to see it or I don't want my fans to be like, oh, my God, that's what's been going on with you, Tank? You know, and I've, I've been sitting on it. I think I'm going to put it out soon, you know, when I stop being such a little coward and um, definitely going to take some time off to make this album. I'm, I'm really ready for it, and I know that my friends and... Uh, the people, you know, out there. I don't really like to say fans because it just kind of takes away people's humanity. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, the fans. <laughs> the people, you know, people that come out that support. Supporters. Supporters. That's a great <laughs> word. You're the best. So when you say that you have a book of poems that you want to put out, do you mean as a book or as an album? Oh, no, as a book. As a book. So what is the latest with the album as far as after if Think Tank has been out for a couple of years? I think 2014? that right? I think so. But you have a couple live performances that are newer. Is there a, a, a new album that is imminent on the horizon? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, when I take some time off from all the touring, that's when I'll ground myself and, and truly um, produce something special. Well, I look forward to hearing that. Uh, other than that, thank you so much for stopping into WDET. We look forward to having you back with your next album. Thank you so much. I strode the fitness room fuller.
Next, we're going to hear a performance from Tank and the Bangas recorded right here in Studio A. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We just heard WDET's Laura Weber Davis speaking with the lead singer of Tank and the Bangas, Tank, about her art and her artistry. Now, let's listen to Tank and the Bangas with a song of theirs called Boxes and Squares, live from Studio A here at WDET. Thank you, 
last time I did laundry too. Uh, 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 I'm looking for my meat. Green, 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 Tank and the Bangas with a song called Boxes and Squares live from Studio A right here at WDET. You can check out Tank and the Bangas' Tiny Desk Concert on NPR.org. And we're also going to post their performance from Studio A 
on WDET.org. So you can catch that there. Monday, we're going to be talking to activist Frank Joyce about the Ken Burns documentary series on Vietnam. Frank has some quibbles with Ken Burns about the way he treats the subject of Vietnam War protesters. What, what role did the protesters play during Vietnam? Frank thinks it was a bigger role than is being depicted in Ken Burns' documentary. For sure, on Monday, we're going to want to hear from Vietnam veterans and get their reactions to the series. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Also remember that it is WDET's fall fundraiser, and we are fundraising with a more urgent tone this time because $250,000 of our Regular funding from Wayne State University is going to disappear on October 1st, and we've got to get that replaced. Of course, the people who need to help us do that are you, the listeners, you who are listening to this show, you who participate in this show, you who take things from this show and use them throughout the rest of your day in conversations, maybe at work, in conversations with your family. Step up now and keep this show on the air. 1-800-959-9338 is the number. You can go to WDET.org. It's going to do it for me. I'll be back on Monday. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. See you on Monday.